Okay, we got this. We got Ready? this. Ready? Here we go. <coughs> one day a tiny fart went swimming in the more one. All right, we're live. Oh, Let's shit. go. Here we go, Here Fano. We go, Fano. You ready for this shit? Well, you ain't ready. Podcast. You ain't ready. Let's get it. Tēnā koutou katoa e te whānau, ka nui timihi atu kia koutou i tēnei wā i whakarongo mai ki a mātou. Ko mau anga kai whakahaere o piki te haora, ko Tarangi Whakapota Tamatō Dean Walton tōku ingoa. Ko Josh Hohua tōku ingoa. Ko mau anga kai whakahaere o he waka i ke noa hoki, nā reire e te whānau, whakarongo mai. Kia ora e te whānau, oh there's a lot of flash Māori words up in there whānau, a lot of flash Māori words. For those of you that are about as uh, flash as I am with my te reo Māori, he said uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so today today we have uh, a guest that we are friends with, that we are, we, no, we kind of inspired to be a little bit, he doesn't know that. No, he but he's, he's, he started a, uh, a business here on the Gold Coast that, you know, that we are proud to see as Māori. And now, bro's name is, well, actually, I'll let him introduce himself, uh-huh. eh? So, bro, can you just let us know your name, your iwi, where you are from, how old you are, don't lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> what your business is, and the name of your business will help. And how long you have been living here in Ahitereiria. I hope you remember yeah. all that, bro. Uh, if you get it. lost, I'll, I'll remind you because it's on my phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll give it a go. Uh, nah, kia ora. Um, I'm Cameron, Cameron McFadgen. That's how you pronounce my last name. <laughs> McFadgen. Uh, yes. But it's spelled McFadden, like, like that singer guy. Actually, there's a Y, and, and I don't know why there's a G sound, but something along there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's That's what it is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Carry on, mate. It's your show. Um, Go. I'm 31 years old. Um, uh, of, I have a barber shop, um, the Blacks with Barbers. It's been on uh, the Gold Coast here for... Uh, five years now Coming up five years Ooh. We turn five in October So that year. means there's going to be a party funny. Oh massive Yeah Yeah um, Anyway No uh, pressure <laughs> And Police checks at the door <laughs> And I'm from Auckland actually Definitely police checks at the door <laughs> um, Yeah all my whanau is um, from um up around the Hamilton, Topity area. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised in Auckland and um, yeah. Me. Me, but how long have you lived here in Australia? Um, gee, it's been um, 10 years now. Me, me. Um, we, I, yeah, 10 years in January uh, just gone. So um, man, it goes crazy. It's gone so fast. Yeah, yeah right. And we'll just do a little bit of a congratulations because you've just become a father for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're getting into the, the, we're doing something before we get into the life story. Sorry, right? I just wanted to drop that in but there. But congratulations, yeah, by yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, we do the dad talk later, right? Yeah. Dad talk soon, soon, oh, Fano, soon. Uh, how old are you, bro? I'm, fi- I'm 31. I'm actually 32 uh, at the end of the year, and um, yeah. I, part. I I don't feel it. I hope I don't look it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, can you believe it? It's uh, definitely uphill from there, bro, for your hiningaro, but not for the team. No, no, I tell you, <laughs> not for mine anyway. Speaking so, from experience, or yeah, for sure, 100%. <laughs> yep. So, Fano, what we're going to do is every time we have a guest on board, we have a bunch of quick fire questions we're going to get our guest to answer, plus one little sneaky question at the end to see how our, our uh, guests react. Yeah, that's that's all about for Apikite Holder is uh, being really, really serious. So, bro, you ready? Okay, okay, here we go. Kiwis or All Blacks? Oh, All Blacks. Shortland Street or Home and Away? Oh, Shortland, for Ooh. sure. Pork bones or brisket? Oh, pork bones. Power or muscles? Muscles, every day. Poached or fried? Fried. Ooh. Oh. Captain America or Iron Man? Oh, bro, I have not seen one Avengers movie or, I... or Marvel movie Wait, whatsoever. Just, just pick one. Okay, um, Iron Man's. Yeah. Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Jennifer. <laughs> Coffee or tea? 
coffee. Coffee. Esky sure. or chili bin? Chili bin. <laughs> Come on. Thongs or jandals? Jandals. <laughs> Undies or briefs? Undies. Oh, come on, bro. Okay, <laughs> oh. bro. Quick question. Yep. What's in a man's pants that you won't find in a girl's dress? Um, a wallet. <laughs> Pockets, bro. <laughs> well done, bro. Well done. You yeah, well. yeah. Congratulations. Well. Yeah. Which one is it? Is this one? <laughs> Oh, wrong, hey. one. wrong one. Yeah, we don't know the buttons yet. Fine, no, we'll we'll figure them out. We're gonna have to put some uh, sticky tape on there or some vivid or something. Because we know how to use all our amazing equipment. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> let's get into the the uh, the meaty part of this, bro. Tell us about you know where, when you moved over to Australia, and you know what you first started doing for mahi, how your life sort of shaped when you got here, and how Blacksmith Barber came about. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, well. Um, I came over here um, a month after my 21st birthday and um, I basically knew one, one guy over here. Um, he's, um, he, he was um, a great helping hand getting me on my feet. Um, lived with him for the first few, um, well, a couple of years actually. It was meant to be a couple of months, but it turned into a couple of years. Him and his, his missus. And, and then um, basically just started picking and packing for a basic job when I first got here just to put uh, food on the table. And then, um, you know, once, few few months in, started getting my feet on the ground and decided to look for apprenticeships. Yeah, and then I thought, and then I was, I was basically uh, going through a, a whole lot of apprenticeships and, and I basically applied for a hairdressing apprenticeship and they called me back first. So I basically um, ran with it. Yeah, <laughs> first first there we go. There yeah, we go. It was a hairdresser, not a barber too. So yeah. I actually did um, uh, a whole year of hairdressing before I became a barber. Yeah, and boy, I got a whole lot of shit for it, eh? <laughs> Bro, question. Did you have your uh, Bob Marley dreads at the hairdresser? Nah, I didn't actually. It was more like a, like a short back and sides, eh? I, I had a shaved head. You when definitely I, wouldn't have got that apprenticeship. Thing nah, no nah, way. Rugged, when I first rugged. got here, I, I had a shaved head and, uh, and then I grew my hair out. And then, um, and then, yeah, basically just got like a normal haircut, eh? Sorry for interrupting yeah. the uh, story there, Fano. Well, I, I just, just want to ask one more question. How long have you had your dreads for? Yeah. Eight years, actually. Wow. Eight years, yeah. Um, so I, I got them a couple of years after I um, yeah, got off the boat. Once you, after you started your apprenticeship? Yeah, after I started my barbering apprenticeship, <laughs> right. not yeah. hairdressing. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. carry on, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yep. yeah, we just, this is what we do. Yep. Yeah, nah, um, so yeah, uh, did my year in hairdressing and then I was constantly trying to look for a barber apprenticeship and then I, I found one, gave them a call and the rest is history. Started with them um, and started and finished my barbering apprenticeship with them. Uh, TMH salons and barbers up in uh, Garden City in Brisbane. Uh, so yeah, um, that was a three year apprenticeship. Um, um, enjoyed it, picked it up pretty pretty easily. Yep. Um, and, um, and, and that's saying something because I don't pick things up that easy to be honest. Well, it's definitely saying something bro because <laughs> I've shared this story with you before but yep. I've never shared this often because it's a little bit embarrassing, right? I consider myself a pretty coordinated dude. Mm. Not, I'm just going to toot my own horn here. Don't you <laughs> laugh, don't you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, bro, when I picked up Clippers for the first time, it was, it was actually for my youngest what, brother. Uh, yeah, it was for my youngest brother. He moved over to New Zealand to, to play a bit of footy. So he had come over from Australia. He had this flash hairs haircut. It was like the, the rugby league mohawk with the blonde in it, <laughs> you know, back, back then. And uh, he was like, bro, can you, um, can you shave my head? Yeah, I want to fit in. I want to shave my head. I was like, yeah, fuck, I can shave your head easy. Well, how hard is that? And, uh, you know, you have your clippers that the normal way around. Well, I turned it around for some reason, bro, and I just shaved this big line across his oh, head, bro. Yeah. So that's how coordinated. So when you say you picked it up quick, uh, it is harder than it seems if you're me. I don't even know how you do that. Wait, shut up. Carry on talking, mate. <laughs> well, I tried welding and uh, I, was, I was bloody useless at that. So, uh, barring's a bloody dream for, um, compared to that. Um, but yeah, um, I stayed with them, like I said, for the three years um, to finish my apprenticeship and jumped around, managed a couple of shops for them because they had a few shops in their chain. And then um, um, decided to give another shop uh, a, a crack. And um, I moved shops, I moved 
companies and I started working at a shop called One on One Sports Barbershop there in Woodridge. Uh, real mean barbers, still have a really good relationship with them the today. Um, and uh, one of the fellows that I did my apprenticeship with still works there uh, today as well. So um, stayed with them uh, for quite some time. Soon after that, decided I really wanted to um, get into my own shop. The thing was though, um, I was getting married that same year, so um, I got married in the April of 2015, and um, I didn't have a lot. Of, we didn't have a lot of money after that, and we but somehow started the Bellacksmith Barbers in the October of the same year. Yep. So it was, um, yeah. Praise God, it was it was actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, so three year apprenticeship with barbering. Yep. Plus one year in hairdressing. Yep. Yep. So four years in total. Yep. And then doing a bit of managing and stuff like that. And, and worked another shop and things like that. So yeah, that was like five years in total there. Yep. So talk to us about when did the vision come about? Because obviously you just went with the first person that came back to you when you wanted to get an apprenticeship. Where did the vision come about wanting to start your own business? Yeah. Um, so working, so when I started working um, as a barber, and, and probably more so when I started managing the shops and seeing how they ran, it kind of you know, occurred to me, you can start a shop for five or 10 grand. It doesn't cost much. And if you've got a good skill set and a good personality, people will come. Yeah. Obviously there are other risks involved as well, but I think passion takes over as well. And, and I think that it can do a lot um, with you. But um, it came very early on, um, basically. Um, I, just, I just thought, if, one day I'll, I'll give it a crack. I wanted, I wanted to oh, I'll see my apprenticeship through. I'll um, you know, just carry on working, uh, learn all the ins and outs of the industry. And then when the time is right, um, it'll come. Yep. It, it's, uh, I guess for anyone listening right now, which I hope is a few people, and we're not doing this for no reason. Lots but of people. When you, so I, what I want you to take from this final is that the boat come over from, from Aotearoa, went into his not quite dream job of picking and packing, uh, didn't really know what he wanted to do, jumped at hairdressing, which he obviously knew wasn't his ultimate dream as well. So what, what's kind of happened is here, is, and I think a lot of people fall trapped when they come to Australia mm. is that they think everything's going to be handed to them, right? So the bro starting his business as we lead up to that conversation has been a number of steps to lead there. And he's just taken every opportunity that came his way. Mm. So, you know, just because you might not you might not have your dream job right now, you might not be exactly where you want to be right now, understand that if you put in the mahi and you take the opportunity that you can get there. And I think the other thing to, that's important to understand here, Fano, if you go back and listen, we've actually had Cam on our, on our previous podcast series um, and he spoke about his background and where he came from. So if you want to know the true backstory to Cam before he came mm. to Ahitradia, go and have a listen to that and then it'll start making sense about how you can actually achieve anything that you set your mind to, no matter your background, no matter what your circumstances are or where you've come from, if you start putting things in place to achieve them. Yeah, that, that podcast is called The Ripple Effect, by the, the way. The Ripple Effect. But um, so, yeah, so you obviously knew that you'd, you kind of wanted to do your own shop because of what you're learning. Obviously, there's going to be more financial gain to it. You'll have more control of how the, the shop will look and run. So when did you actually make, you know, what actually gave you the opportunity to take that step? Because that's a big step, right? To go from a manager or a barber yeah. to owning your own shop and yep. running your own business. Mm. I was basically working for that one-on-one -on -one shop, uh, sports barber shop. Um, and um, when I was working there, they basically um, had it and it was just right, right time, right place, right time. Mm. Um, and it was just a, a walk-in, walk-out sale where they just had the shop. Uh, they were going to focus um, on their uh, original main shop. And I was so keen to get into a shop that they basically said, it's yours if you want it. Yeah. And um, this was before any, any, I got any finance or anything, uh, any money or anything like that to, to buy the shop. I basically uh, sealed that deal and um, said, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that's mean. So how did you, because for you to take up that opportunity, you had to obviously put feelers out there and let them know that that's what you were looking at doing. Uh, so for that to come into your lap. So it didn't just go, oh, Bo, do you want this shop? You obviously had plans to make that happen. Yeah, um, I've always been a um, pretty upfront sort of fellow. I went to the bosses and um, basically told them uh, face to face exactly how I was feeling um, 
just telling him, you know, that I do want to shop one day. It's not tomorrow, but it's going to be one day. And it kind of just happened a little bit quicker than what we thought uh, just because of the opportunity. And that's going back to our last question uh, about just taking opportunities when they arise. Um, you know, I felt like I was in a, in a position um, that I could take it. I'd been here five years. I'd managed shops. I'd, I'd gone to other shops um, and worked in you know, that one-on-one shop's quite urban. So it's totally different to the, uh, the first shop I was working at. So uh, I felt like I'd, I'd covered a few areas in the industry um, and, and ready to take that next step. Yeah. Awesome, bro. So what, what was, when you first started <coughs> running Blacksmith Barber, mm. what was the hardest part? What did you find the most difficult? Yeah, the, the hardest part was, was definitely the behind the scenes, um, the, cause I've, I've managed shops and I, I've, I've done rosters and I've, and I've managed different personalities as well. So that, that's, that's fine. But it was, it was the, it was the books. It was the accounting. It's, I've, I had to get an, like a proper accountant. I had to get a, a lawyer. I had to, you know, figure out you know, how to do, how tax works and how superannuation works and things like that. And, um, and, and I just had to basically put the feelers out there and, and push myself to find that out. Yeah, I, th- I think that what, what, I'm, what I'm picking up here is that you spoke about these things that you wanted. Yeah, yeah. that you want an accountant, you want, want a lawyer, you need them, so you're talking about it to put it out there so those things come back to you. But I think that's what makes it so successful too, right? Because I've seen a lot of barbershops come and go. Mm. A lot of businesses come and go, really. And I think where we fall short is, get it, is doing that back-end mahi. Yeah. Is... Do, getting that accountant learning. straight away, getting that lawyer straight away, and and like the bro just said, then learning and mm. and but doing it right. Like, so a lot of people will go into business and not do all their back end stuff mm. and just fall flat on their ass. Mm. Well, I um I I I had an accountant that was that I felt wasn't steering me in the direction that yeah. I wanted to go to in the first couple of years. So then I um I I put the feelers out to find a better accountant um, and and paid more money to get them, uh, but then in return was a whole lot better for the business. And I yeah. felt like that she's played a huge part in in the um, five years that we've been here. Mm. Yeah, and and that's a, a key takeaway from from this fund is that uh, if you want a successful business that's going to last, do the mahi at the start, yep. do the right thing at the start, and it will last. Because I, I so I was uh, I had actually come to this barber shop. And we're sitting in here right now, by the way. I'd actually come to this barber shop before the bro owned it, and it was pretty shit. It was actually pretty shit. I didn't come back. And then I saw, I saw that it had changed, and, and the, you know, there's new signage up, and, and it looked pretty cool. And then I saw this, uh, this multi fella that was even fairer than I am. And I was like, I was like, I've got to go in there. I've got to go in there. It's going to make me feel better about myself. Um, <laughs> I think he's a bit like me. He makes up for the fair skin and uh, tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. you know, I sort of went, came in and, and, and straight away I seen a, a massive change in dynamic, massive change in the environment and the culture of the shop. And I've, so I've been coming here for the last five years. Mm-hmm. I think I was one of the bro's first, first clients when, when he uh, opened up because I was working at a gym just down the road. But I, um, you know, for me, that just shows like he straight away, he did the right thing and he's been here for five years, like he said before. And, and that's why. It's because yeah. of that, that hard mahi. Because what he didn't do was take every single cent and put it in his pocket because it makes him feel better, right? Mm. Like, that's where we get caught up. We take every single cent. We want to be rich straight away and don't play the long game. And and I I honestly had that thought um, from when I stepped inside um, mm. the very first day is that money aside, I took money out of it. I didn't care. As long as I, you know, I could yep. pay rent and, and my wife was still working where she was at the time. So she, she was... Um, having a, a steady income coming through, which pay, basically paid for our rent and food and stuff. But um, um, I, all I wanted to do was do a good job and think about the customers, mm. and then in ret- mm. the money will come later. Yep. Um, you know, at the start, it's all about just putting in the hard yards, putting yeah. in the hard mahi, and getting it done. There's two key things that I've heard you say so far in the short time that we've been here. One is that you're five years deep and you're still learning mm. about the back end mm. stuff. Uh, I think that's that's so important for people to understand that you're going to continuously have to learn as you build your business. It's never going to stop. It's a lifelong thing. And then two is that you put money second, your passion and wanting to do a good job and serve the people was number two before you were able to continue to grow the business. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's 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 never been a, a thing. I've in, growing up in New Zealand, never had a lot of it. I've I've um, I've yeah, 
I've had a bit of it and I've had none before. So, you know, it's it's something that I've never praised. It's um, I'm just super blessed to um, be be working for myself with a really good bunch of followers and and doing what I love. Mm. So let's talk financially, bro. When did it start noticing some financial gain? Yeah, um, it definitely took a couple years. I'm not going to lie. We did not take a single cent from the business for the first, um, at least from memory, two years. Um, That's crazy. And that was... It was when I changed accountants and changed a few other things that we started drawing a bit of like a wage. By that stage, my wife wasn't working here yet, but she soon came on a bit later. Um, it took at probably in the, only in the last couple of years. And every, uh, every cent that I've been getting, I've basically been putting back into the business, apart from a normal wage. Yep. So, so yeah, it's um, five years in, and I've got a close mate who's got a business that's just ticked over ten years, and he reckons the he's only just starting to make some money now, yep. and I honestly believe that. Yeah, yeah, and that's crazy. Like when you listen to that, right? Two years. Yeah, and how many businesses fail after twelve months? Yeah, because they want to be making a million bucks, yep. right? Don't get me wrong, I'm 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 like I'm I'm super driven and ambitious, yep. and and don't and I. I like some putia fine so uh, you know I got I got five kids I can't afford to make no putia but but you know like to to hear that and and you hear so often like I know so many people including myself in the past that have gone into a small business and because the income wasn't there gave up yeah but I guess it also comes back to what you've probably said the most in this podcast so far is passion because mm. I don't think I had found anything until picky the whole water yep. that I was crazy passionate about I like the entrepreneur idea yep. but I, but I wasn't passionate about it yep. so to hear you to I can see it right I can yeah. see it in the way you're speaking to us now I can see it in the shop like the shop is fucking mean fine know if you're in Queensland yeah. come down and check it out because it is Fucking dope. But that's been a progression too, right? Like where we're sitting right now wasn't here before. No. Yeah, that was that was that was a, a dream that I um that we collectively as a team thought where the business was going and, and we were looking for gaps in the industry rather than just open up multiple shops mm. and multiple locations. What can we do uh, with the space here? Um um, moving forward um, to get bigger and better and um, taking over this space here we're going to pro- we already provide appointments on top of our walk-in service mm. uh, because that's a whole separate clientele um, and then obviously creating a cool communal space just to chill and hang as well yep. so so talk to us bro about when you started and you first opened these doors from from then how many staff what did they look like to now how many staff and obviously the biggest space. What did that look like? Talk us through that. Yeah. yeah okay. So, um, so it was myself uh, for the first couple of months, and um, and then the Waka Maori came in. Hey, you, you, you've met him. You know Justin. Hey, you've met that fellow. Hey? Yeah. We have to. We have to get him on the next yeah. podcast, bro. I promised him. Bro, he's a crack up. Everyone yeah. thinks he's from New Zealand, but he's as Aussie as they come. <laughs> And uh, every time I come, it's like, cheer, bro. He's a crack up. And uh, he, he literally came uh, in a couple months after. Um, and we, we did our apprenticeship together. Uh, so we go quite far back as well. He was sort of like another mate that I made friends with when I first came here shortly after. And um, um, been like sort of glue ever since. So um, he came he came straight over and he's honestly been part of the backbone of this um, business. Yeah, I mean, um, he's going to so love the he, shout out too, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hard. <laughs> he, he, he was like, oh, bro, if there's a second one, you make sure me you mention it. me. Eh? We'll, we'll get you in, bro. We'll get you in. Oh, bro, loves the recognition. That <laughs> Ngati ahi yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, uh, so he came on um, and then uh, we had four chairs. So it was me, him and I, and then um, and then a few months after that, um, we got another person, and then an, and then like another year after that, we got another person as the as the business was slowly growing, um, and and that's honestly been such a um, a hard thing to grasp as well, and a, and a hard thing to know when to put someone on. 
you just don't know if things are going to go up or down. Um, this year proves it. Um, probably last year was the hardest year on our books um, for some odd reason financially. And it was the same year that we opened the appointment studio, which was really hard because we just um, spent a quite a bit of money on fitting out the shop and taking over the new the shop next door and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that, that was crazy. Um, but we, we just keep persevering. Uh, we keep hiring. Um, some people have come and gone um, along the way. Um, and then uh, we took over the appointment bit. I moved next door. That Justin Fuller um, managed the shop. He still manages the shop. He's literally the voice of the shop. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's not the face of it. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then, yeah. Uh, there's still four of them on that side, on the walk-in side there, and then myself and my wife as well, uh, who's mm. on maternity leave. Um, but then we'll c- come back later on. Yeah. And you say to paint a, paint a picture for you, Fano, is that they had this um, one one little shop. And, and for a few years, that, that's what they had. And, and like the bro said, instead of venturing out and franchising out Black, Blacksmith Barber, they bought, well, they rented out the next the spot next to it. And they've turned that into, there's like a little bit of a, a waiting room in here where there's a bit of a, a fridge and, and you can chill out and waiting. There's a pool table. And then behind, next to that, just behind that, sorry, there is the studio where they do appointments. So, it's, you know, that in itself, right? Like that's, that's, that's what an entrepreneur is. Mm. To me, there's a business owner and then there's entrepreneurs. Yep. Where, when you're creating, creating new, new things and you're finding new find ways to create, you know, to create an environment and a culture, right, and and something that's going to work, man, that's that's pretty awesome. But I, I've seen a lot of um, I've seen a lot of shops where barbers never stay, mm. right? Like so many shops where they come and go. And one thing I will say is that the core of your barbers have stayed for a long period of time. Mm. Uh, so that's a testament to the culture and the environment that you have created. And I think that comes back to, to being Māori a little bit, right? Yeah. Like that, that whānau feel in, in your business. And I think that's why everyone, all, all cultures are coming in here. Every time I come in here, it's very multicultural as well. Yeah. And and I must say, I don't I didn't just come because the bro was Māori because uh, it's very hard to work with the little here I do here, whānau, <laughs> and the bro does a mean job. So even if you're getting older and receding, this is the place if to come. If you need come. to come over, come over here. Oh. <laughs> What you want but to come anyway, you anyway, got here. anyway, that you're touching on one of the questions that I that I wanted to ask, bro. How do you what how do you how do you create the culture here for your staff mm. to make them want to stay and you know, you're talking about the bro um that's been with you pretty much from day dot um and is now the voice of the barbershop. He manages Absolutely. one part of it. What what have you done to create that culture to make people want to stay? Um well uh straight off the bat, um feed them. <laughs> yes, you keep them fed. Um, we actually um, uh, we go out for breakfast every Friday um, morning, like, and um, I take I take um, me and a couple of the followers out um, for breakfast every Friday morning. But um, no, it's treating them like family. Mm. Yeah, uh, more than anything. And then once they are, once they've invested in in your business, uh, let them be a part of it almost just like let them let their ideas be heard mm, yeah. um, let their voice be heard if they've got an idea on 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 for the shop or something like that don't shut them down because it's your business mm. uh, give them the the opportunity the air to and and because sometimes um, you know other people's opinions can actually be very yeah very, very really good so yeah, yeah. I think especially when they're working for you, right, and they're dealing with your customers. Mm. Yep. So I think that I think that's a, a massive thing you brought up because, to be honest, that's something that I I struggle with. Mm. Okay, so like when it's when it's mine, I've worked my ass off to create something. I and some you know when when it's working, when your business is working, but to hear someone say, "Hey, I think we could do something better," yep. it's really hard to hear. Yeah. So, bro, to hear that you have done that for your staff is massive. Mm. No, honestly, and and you know. Um, I, and I constantly ask them, if it's a, if it's a big decision. Obviously, my wife and I we have the the last say. Um, mm. But I think get as a group, if if they've been with you a long time, if they're your core, they're your family, right? Mm. And and um, so I want to know what they they think. Um, and um, so yeah, I, I truly believe I stand by that decision one hundred and ten percent. Let them be a part of it at least a little bit. And yeah, and um, yeah. Trust them. And they probably have eyes on things more often than what you do 
because you're trying to build the business, grow the business, be a dad. I I can work on things behind the scenes. I can can then grow us. uh, Because if I'm in one spot um, constantly working here, I can't be focusing on the business outside and and growing it even more um, because there are things in the future to come that we've Mm -hmm. already spoken about um, internally, um, what we're going to do. And we'll we'll see that happen 110%. Yeah. Yeah, Awesome, bro. So obviously, so starting a business is the easy part, right? Anyone can get an ABN. Yeah. Anyone can register a business name. What's hard is maintaining a business. Yeah. So what do you it's, think it takes to maintain a business? Well, like I said, you can start, like for, well, I'm talking about a barbershop right now. You can start a barbershop for five to 10 grand, right? No, it, nothing. Mm. Um, maintaining it is the hardest thing. I think if you, um, obviously we just spoke about this, we, you, you take the money out, but you, you do everything legit. Don't try and cut corners. Mm-hmm. If it costs a little bit of money and, and you're stretched at the start, so be it. Um, because you, you'll get that back later on. Mm-hmm. Um, don't cut corners. I think um, looking after your, your team uh, will ensure that you're, you're here for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being legit, doing what you need to do, pay what you need to pay, um, and um, yeah, that's mean, bro. What talk to us about the financial side of things in regards to you talk about a quite a sh- small amount to get involved, five, ten grand, but some people don't have that. Obviously, they need to get loans and stuff like that. Did you have to go down that route? And, and what does that look like in regards to you know? Because a lot of people think if I'm taking on a loan, mm. holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big opportunity. Um, it's everyone gets has loans, and um, this is and everyone freaked out when I took out um, a loan to for this place uh, to get kick it started. Um, but um, the thing is, I just didn't think of it like that. Um, I was just going to pay it back like um, I was paying off a car or anything like that. Um, mm. It just because it's now a liability because I'm relying on it. You know, because I work in the business mm. and it's all on me. Uh, if, if there's no customers coming through, I won't be able to service that loan to then pay it back. Uh, basically, um, it, it, it is a little bit uh, freaky to take on something like that, but um, there's, you've, you've got to take some risks sometimes. Yep. Yeah, fuck it, right? Like, yep. Fuck it. What, what are you going to do? Risk, are you going to keep, keep picking and packing, right? Yep. Like, if, if yep. you don't, you, you have to. This is something that we as a people need to hear more. Mm. It's okay to chase your dreams, right? Yep. You either have a fucking crack at living your passion yep. or you don't. Yep. Yep. And then when you're 15, you turn around and be like, fuck, I didn't take that fucking business loan. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And, and I've, I always said from the start as well, whenever and anyone asks me this, uh, like, ask me that same question, is that um, I would rather it have it flop in my face knowing I gave it a good crack yep. rather than get to like say 50 and and go, oh, what if or what, you know what so I mean? You've got to have that mindset eh, around making sure that we're looking at it in a positive and seeing an opportunity and yep. taking it rather than going, oh, but what if? Weighing up your risks in that is yep. like when I just got married, I had, um, you know, I didn't really have much debt or anything like that. I had no kids. Um, I didn't have a mortgage or anything like that. So um, I basically just had to pay for my rent at home, a bit of food and, and my business loan. And if I was doing that, I was winning. Mm. But, and for those people that are 50, Still not too late, Fano. Yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah, still opportunity. Yeah, we apologise if we uh, just used your age and said, "Oh, looking back," but uh, yeah. you know, it's all about looking forward. And, and no matter what age you are, we've seen it. And the bro is a testament to his upbringing, right? Which you can again, you can go back to one of yeah. our, our recent podcasts. But the bro didn't have, uh, you know, crazy education. Uh, you know, his his the way he grew up wasn't. He probably never thought he'd be living his dream here in Australia doing what he is doing. Mm. You know, so it doesn't matter what you've been through uh, prior to right now, prior to listening to this podcast, it doesn't matter what you've been through or what you've done. We have all made mistakes. Yep. Yeah. But you, you have to learn from those mistakes and understand that you deserve happiness and that you deserve just like we do to be living our dream. Mm. So, bro, I think uh, one of the things for us is that we have always got future goals, right? Like, so we're picking the whole water um, and, and business in general because we are dabbling in other businesses at the moment, which yep. we can't share just yet, but I can't <laughs> wait. I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we are always setting new goals. We are always writing in journals. Like, we're big notebook people and, mm. and we talk and 
dream all the time, mm. right? Like, so we never stop dreaming. No matter what we achieve, there's another goal. There's, there's another goal. Yeah. Um, and and it's funny, eh? Like when you achieve something, you're like, you know, you could you could have thought five, ten years ago, you know, you probably never thought you'd be where you are now, and, and yeah. now you're probably going. What's next? Yep. Yeah. But you know, ten years ago, if you said you're owning a barber shop on the Gold Coast near Harbour Town, just down the road from the beach, mm. you would have been going. Oh, I would have. Yeah. I, I reckon um, if you set goals and just little goals at the start, you know, yep. like at the when I started my apprenticeship, that's my only goal was to finish mm. that apprenticeship. And uh, dropping out of school, it kind of freaked me out because there was bookwork involved, and and I just wasn't, you know. Um, mm wasn't yeah too keen on that but um yeah somehow got through that and then went through the next step went to the next step and then yeah those goals eventually moved me uh to here the black it's, it's always interesting eh, when when you start doing something that you think that you're quite passionate about the the things that used to trouble you the paperwork and all that sort of stuff the study and stuff you can really overcome those things because you're actually passionate about what you're learning so you're taking the information so therefore you can complete assignments and all it's, that sort of stuff it's, it's actually true man yeah. um a lot of the stuff that was in the books I already knew because I was doing it on the floor and because I enjoyed what I was doing yeah. it then in return yeah made the book work a bit easier yeah awesome bro awesome uh, so do you have any goals at the moment obviously there, there may be some you don't want to share because you don't want people to steal your yeah. amazing <laughs> ideas <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, keep it in house that's cool nah for sure um, there, there's definitely goals and um, right now I've um, um, almost finished one goal which I'll, um, I think I mentioned on our last podcast but um, I've nearly finished it now it's the certificate for in training and assessment yeah. which will basically um, allow me to teach um, barbering at um, TAFE um, or any private barber um, college for that matter um, it's a really good certificate especially if you want to take um um, if I wasn't in this position, if I was just working for someone, and I could go and then teach on the side um, as well. Um, when COVID hit, I used I wanted it was it was in my in the back of my head for a while. And when COVID hit, I basically took that opportunity of Did you pull the trigger. Yeah, yep. and and I smashed it out. Um, mm. I've I've still got a little bit to do. I've got uh, twelve months to finish it off, but I've I've only got about uh, about thirty percent left of it to do. So, mm. um, so yeah, um, that um, that was a goal. That's pretty much there. And then to start teaching on the side. Um, I've started doing it casually um, at a barber college down in Reedy Creek, mm. um, which is really cool. Um, uh, doing it down it down there. Also, um, long term, and I'm talking long term, I don't know, I can't, I don't know when this is going to happen yet, but um, I want to somehow open my own training uh, facility um, and, and I've looked right into like right into how to do it and and stuff like, and, and where to start and stuff like that so I'll eventually over time um, when um, when I get some time to do it I'll, I'll start that process as well because it is a lengthy process but mm. and then after that I've got um, some more ideas um, to run an online business um, um, selling consumables, barber consumables, and um, things like that. But there's there's heaps of stuff that I, um, um, that I want to do as well. Yeah, that's crazy, man. When, yeah, I, when love you, it. What cracks me up? Listen to this, Fano. <laughs> okay, if you're falling asleep, I hope you fucking haven't because you're gonna listen to this. The bro dropped out of high school. Yep. He was scared to do the book work for his fucking apprenticeship, and now he's fucking almost qualified to teach yep. barbering. Yeah, it's crazy shit, man. Like, so he he went through what was like. A scary and fearful moment for him because of his youth and he overcome it to create even more income, you know, make his dream bigger, yeah. you know, but so that he can live his dream and pass it on to even more people. Like that's man, that's and, awesome. and what I also love about it is that you're stepping into that space as you come from that space of failing in that in that space as well, you know, not feeling confident with bookwork and dropping out of school and stuff like that, to now go back to teaching you can relate so much more to those students that feel like they're not worthy or that they're not going to pass and really 100%. help them to grow and prosper and actually come through it the other end and that that's another reason why i wanted to get into it for that yep. reason too man. um so um yeah and 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 going from if i thought the cert three was hard the cert four was even harder right and I just, <laughs> oh man here's the reason why it's cert four yeah <laughs> use it to uh, give back to the young young people as well. Yeah, love that. So, Fano, please make sure if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to the last couple of minutes and really take it on mm. board. It's such a powerful message in there that some people probably just let slide by, but it's so powerful. So, go and listen to it again. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. So, 
for you, what you know, because we live in a modern time, right? So what I think what a lot of people struggle with is creating. I know, re- it's that reach, right? Getting customers. So what, what's the easiest way for you to get customers? Is it, is it walk-ins, people that walk past? Like yeah. social media? Yeah, no, um, social media um, definitely has played a part. Eh? Uh, before the shop five years ago, I was non-existent on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a, I think I had a personal Instagram and stuff, but I never hardly used it. And um, I, I knew that um, the social media for a business can really drive it and, and get it off the ground. I think um, people starting a business in this day and age without social media um, will find it definitely um, a lot harder um, than if they didn't because, um, I mean, no one has the yellow pages anymore. Right? Like, <laughs> um, and... Um, and also word of mouth. Yep. So word yep. of mouth's massive. And um, one rule of the shop that we go by is you look after your customers and they'll look after yep. you. So basically you look after those, even if it's three customers that you have that came in right at the start, you only had three customers, you look after them, you give them the best service and, and you continue to give them that best service. Um, don't let it be a one-off. Mm. Yep. Yep. And and then in return, those three customers will tell another three customers and then whatever, it will pay it forward. Yep. Um, and yeah, you'll get it back later on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What a, a huge reason for us doing this this is this series whānau is that we really want to encourage our people to embrace their individuality, right? Like that's something we really, really want to push in this business is that it, you might be interested in business, but you don't have to jump onto the next network marketing thing. You don't need to go into the the mainstream have to do businesses. The bro has had a very crooked path mm. or a very hilly path to get to where he is now. And he's just remained himself the entire time. Mm. Like the bro doesn't, he's not wearing Gucci. <laughs> He hasn't got the, the Aussie comb over or that I have to get because I'm receding. You know, like he's just himself. And that's what we yeah. want our people to embrace. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can achieve greatness just being you. Yeah. So any rangatahi that do listen to this podcast, I apologise for the swearing, but not really. You're probably going to hear it from mum and dad anyway. Yeah. Don't, don't lie, parents, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want you to understand is that you can be whoever you want to be. Mm. Okay, take on that advice from your parents, take on the advice from teachers and stuff like that, but remain you. Mm. Okay, so who you are in essence in your heart and what you are passionate about, that can create you uh, an income and a life that you are proud to live. Mm. Yeah, no, hard. I, I, I um, definitely agree with that. I, um, you know, because everyone's been told um, that they'll never amount to much or just because you come from a certain family or a certain background, you can't do that. Um, You know, just because your parents are on the dole or or your parents do this or, or, you know, people have told you you can't do that, um, go uh, follow your dreams. Yeah, hard. Hard. I think it's really important, eh, to, you know, you can try different things and you can go out there with the whole intention of trying to make money but when mm. it's just about money, it will fall over. You, you'll run out of that, that motivation or that passion to keep doing it because you think that it's something you're passionate about because you can see the dollar signs. When you really step into something that you're passionate about, you're going to create that culture that you've clearly created here, which then allows more clientele to go and tell other people to come back. That passion and that culture, that comes from within and the dollar signs will follow after that because of the what you're creating what you're giving my um my grandfather um told me something um before he passed away years and years and years ago and uh he had a really successful he had he had heaps of businesses um and i wasn't that close to them um to be honest but um one thing that stuck in my head i'll never ever forget which is real random actually i just remembered it just then is Mm. that you pocket all your pennies and your dollars will look after themselves Mm. Um, yeah, bro. You don't need like much that. as long as you you pocket those. Pe- you know, you you just live the way you always live. Mm. Uh, the dollars will look after themselves. Yeah, and that's interesting. When did obviously it stuck with you, but when did it really start making sense to you? Mm. Oh, it uh, today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right now, when I remember yeah, it on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and isn't that interesting, right? Because. Uh, older generation they've got some great things to say to us but until we're ready to take that message on board it will just sit there so whānau that's another key message make sure you listen to those people who are knowledgeable i.e. us 
with this podcast. Because we're, we're older people now, bro. Yeah, I know we are. <laughs> Maybe not you, bro, but me and Josh, we're getting old in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> A few more greys than me. <laughs> yeah. Hey? Yeah. Oh. Come on. Well, you definitely, got more. you definitely got more here, bro. But um, I think also a key point here, you know, and, and something that we haven't really touched on and that we will try to touch on more and more is that you may have failed a business. Mm. Um, it might have been difficult, but there's, there's, there could be many reasons and variables why it didn't eventuate, why it didn't become successful. It doesn't mean that you can't move forward yep. and start a business now tomorrow, right? Like yeah. like the bro said, it might take you five or 10K. You might start a business with nothing. Pick it holder, we started with no money in the bank. Right, yep. so we didn't- Negatives, because we- bought a whole lot of things yeah, that we, we wanted yeah, to yeah. We made all the mistakes, eh? and you'll, you'll hear that on our own individual podcast, but the I want you- card can get paid back later. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it's Actually. paid back. Oh no, it's due. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, sorry, finally got to get paid the card. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think that's important to to know. And, and, and for the bro, this is a great example, right? Like he got into the industry and was taking those steps and those steps and those steps. You might not have that luxury in the business that you want to start. Mm. You might not have that luxury, but you may have, like I, I've, you know, me and the bro, uh, Tarangi have both dabbled in a few network marketing companies that mm. never eventuated. We've tried business with other people and it, it never eventuated. And it comes down to passion, but it also comes down to knowledge in that industry, mm. learning about business in general and understanding what's modern. Yep. You know, how to use social media, uh, how to get your reach and, and knowing your market. Your market's massive and, and the bro knew his market because he had been in the industry prior to starting. Mm. So if you don't have that luxury, do your due diligence. Like YouTube, uh, bloody Internet Explorer, Google. Ask questions, things. talk to people, yes. do what we're doing. You know, although we are doing this for the people, it's also learning I for us. I learn for sure. It's learning yeah. for us. So we love talking and we want to know more. So yes. we're going out and we're talking to people. Yeah, because we've, <laughs> we've already made heaps of mistakes and we don't want to make any more. <laughs> I wish we weren't going to make any more, but we're going to make plenty. Anyway, that's okay. I think that will do. Um, do. What's the last message that you want to give to anyone that's starting a business? I guess anyone that's really especially starting in, in, in their own barbershop. Can I just, before you do that, I just want to, Clarify one more time, Fano, that the bro got into the passion that he has now purely by applying for a whole lot of apprenticeships online. It didn't start off with this is what I wanted to do. It was I'm going to try some things and then he found his passion within that and here we are today. Actually, before we move on to the last part, I was saying, and you interrupted me, but it helped me remember something. sweet. (laughs) How has having your son changed the dynamic of your business? Mm. That's a good question. Oh, yeah. Great ooh, question. Oh, that's a that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, so because I got five, <laughs> and the yes. dynamic is hard. Oh, uh, well, my, please yeah. tell me you're struggling, <laughs> <laughs> bro. He's he's um yeah. It's it's crazy how much they they bloody cost, eh? <laughs> but um, uh, five weeks in now, he's five weeks, my boy. Uh, his name's awesome. Ehire. Um, wow. And um, man, he's I wake up in every day and I'm grateful for him um, and um, because it was a bit of a struggle mm-hmm. to get there um, you know we ended up going down IVF to get him and um, you know he's my every you know he's my first thought when I wake up he's, he's the reason why I go to work now mm-hmm. he's the reason why I want mm-hmm. to do more um, and, and do better um, so yeah yeah man that's awesome bro love that so uh, are you tired in the morning? Oh, <laughs> he's tired now apparently Tired in the morning, tired in the evening. Um, <laughs> tired nah, during the day. He's, he's, yeah, you know, there's there's a back room for for sleeping in between clients. Um, there's uh, Red Bull if Justin hasn't drunken at all. Uh, bro, you just wait, bro, when those terrible twos come, bro. Yeah, oh, Ooh, yeah. man. Yeah, I said that to um, or I said it to him, but he doesn't understand, obviously. <laughs> he's, he's five weeks old. He's only five weeks old. But I said it to him. I said, when you're old enough to walk and talk, boy, you're in the shops. You're cutting up. hair, yeah. <laughs> bro. And in two years, I'll have no hair, so you can cut mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen you once before with a shaped head. So yeah, never again, Justin. <laughs> that was Justin. You're fired. Oh, oh that is so good. See, bro. Um, what's your last message to, yeah, like yeah. I said before, last message yeah. to anyone that's looking to start business, and especially, you know, in to this, be in the in the barbering industry. In this, mm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, um, probably, especially if you're in the in the barber shop, but I guess it can work for other businesses too. But just know your brand, mm. know who you are as a business, mm. 
and what you stand for. Um, that's there's. I keep writing things down. Like once I had my name, the blacksmith. Um, I keep writing things down. Who, what we, what I was um, passionate for. Um, you know, creativity, um, craftsmanship of the trade, mm. um, understanding who you are and what your values are. Um, mm. Then you can understand um, who. Um, how your business is and, and the kind of market you want to target. Um, so, yeah, big one is know your brand. Mean. Love that. Awesome. Awesome, yep. Fano. Well, man, it's, it's a pleasure always talking to you, brother. Um, yeah, it's I'm just, very scared for this next part. What, 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 a, oh, yeah, yeah, question? yeah. What's oh, I don't even know what that is. We didn't uh, come up that part. Anyway, you're going to give us your very best uh, he yo where he <laughs> Okay, make sure it's better than the last time, bro, because that was pretty average. Yeah, so get in there. Go. It wasn't the Mike's fault, bro. Deep. Don't blame it. Get yeah, deep. deep from the belly, from Ooh, the balls. From the, from deep, the, deep down deep. there. All right. They should just, be full. Okay, are we ready? He yo he. Yay! That's the one, brother. Well done. Uh, but, brother, we, we really, very appreciate you taking the time because obviously it's late now um, and your whanau is at home and you're taking the opportunity to come and talk to us tonight in your in your place of business uh, rather than being at home with your with your wahine and with your tama. Um, so we very much appreciate that. Thank you for the knowledge that you've just shared tonight. Yeah, uh, I know that both of us will take some 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 gold nuggets away from this um, and probably talk about it more. Uh anoe te whanau. Me whakakapi to tātou nei kōrero i te nei wā. Nā reira, te nā koutou, te nā koutou. Tēnā koutou katoa Mauri ora Mauri ora Mauri ora Mauri ora Mauri ora Mauri ora